Action Park Media. Welcome to Victory the Podcast. I am Doug Ellen Kevin Connolly. I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Connolly. Um, I'm Kevin Connolly. Kevin Connolly. I guess we're back to saying our names. <laughs> so, Dillon, you've yeah. been away, so maybe you haven't heard, but, you know, I got a lot of messages that people like when we say our names. Connolly, it's his new creative idea not to say our names. Well, people I like lost. It. I lost that one. People like no, 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 no. Yeah, you lose that one. They, well, you want to, some people, yeah, they want to know who we are. They just, it makes them feel comfortable. I'm not yeah. saying me, because some people hate me. I got another person right. who just hates me. Like, I got a, a message about how awful oh, I am. No. So, I'm going to try respond. to respond. I'm going to try talk a little well i can't respond anymore i mean uh my instagram is so close to coming back by the way but Doug, I, what are you doing with the glasses you got sunglasses on here all right so and let they're me tell crooked you. so straighten them out are they are they crooked a little so crooked let, yeah. me, let me let me there tell you, you what. Better, yeah. I, I am so tired because here's what i'm thinking with this this whole world the way it is right now i've been up you guys know i wrote the uh the day one soccer show that's still uh kicking around and stuff mm-hmm. but i really haven't written since no pun about intended. 11 nothing <laughs> you know what? There, was, there really was no pun intended that's how tired kicking i am around. Oh, I got it. I got it, but I did not mean it. But I am writing a script, and here's how I look at it, since you guys are, are my boys and we do this. I feel like a part of me owns both of you. You understand what right. I'm saying? Well, you don't. Wow. So, feel away. Wow. So I'm writing this <laughs> script for both of you, and I want I want commitments that you're in. So um, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Okay. I'm not going to tell you a goddamn thing about it. I want commitments that short of you reading this script or short of me going – Guys, sorry, I want you to work uh, for no. You get me excited a little bit. We talking reboot here? We talking, no, maybe, maybe, he's not going to say. You know, I am not going to give up any information. I'm just telling you. I'm sitting here in this room, which I'm watching the world. Taylor Swift, which I know you guys aren't Swifties like I am, because I am. I like Swifties. Taylor Swift is going out recording her own songs, and she's taking her shit back and just doing it. Everything that happened in my career was going out and doing it myself. Independent films short films and Mm -hmm. sitting around while I wait for people to comment on screenplays, what got is what got really tiresome and what stopped me from doing it. I believe it's what stopped Connolly from really. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the rat race, right? You don't want to run around. You, you you just want to do your thing and you're right. So you're going back to your roots and going, going rogue. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that, that um, I don't want to embrace some of the, the things that the studio system has to offer in that. But what I want to do is why I've enjoyed this podcast so much is because we do and say what we want to do we don't care what anybody thinks about it fortunately it is working Mm -hmm. but i'm going to finance this myself and i am going to use the two golden globe emmy nominated actors that i have sitting in this room um as my cast so are you in i like Mm -hmm. the fire Uh, yeah well first of all doug anything you write anything you do i would love to be part of because you're my man you don't own me, though. I'm going to put all that say, out there right now. That's the only note that I have in that impassioned Dylan, speech. I want you to say, Doug, you own me, or I'm not giving you the script. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you own me. That was hard. But anyway, really, as I, I saw some, uh, some footage. Kevin Dillon showed me some footage from a movie he just did, which I want you to talk about. And I'm just like, does anyone not remember how fucking good of an actor this guy is? It's so stupid. And again, I know you're doing a lot of good stuff, but you're not doing what I believe is what we're going to deliver with this, which I've been saying it for years. I said it when Charlie Sheen, who I'm going to meet with tomorrow with Charlie, because I want to involve him in this in some way, too, if he's interested, Uh, which I have no idea. Chucky. 
But what I, I've wanted to do for five years, which the three of us are living it in some version right now, and we're kind of, we're like three generations because, you know, I'm in the middle of you. I'm like the middle brother of the two of you. Dylan, you're the, you're the elder statesman. <laughs> Conley's like the, uh, the baby. But we're just a few <laughs> years apart, you and me, Doug. We're yeah, I, 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 I meant mentally. But anyway, so... Um, <laughs> So, but anyway, I'm saying I'm out, I'm out, (laughs) but I'm saying I have this incredible group right here. And instead of me going, Hey, Netflix, Hulu, this is the cast I want to cast. And they go, well, what what do you think about this guy? He's got 9 million followers on Snapchat. What do you think about this guy? No, I want to write to the guys that I know that I love that I enjoy working with. And that's honestly what I'm doing. And I'm telling you right now, by January 1st, I'm going to have a script. I am financing this entire thing, which I will pay you guys. I I will pay Mm -hmm. you guys. If you want to go, I just want my, my acting fee. I'll pay you. Or I'm going to propose something better, which is doing it independently that you guys share an ownership of whatever we do and in any I success ownership. we have. Okay. Ownership. So you don't want up cash because I actually had a discussion with myself, nobody else. I had a discussion that I'd say to Connolly, who's a little bit of a businessman, would go, I want ownership and Dylan would be like, give me cash in a duffel. But you would Well, rather- I'll take the duffel of <laughs> cash too, but... Uh- yeah, right, well, I mean, ownership. I like the sound of that. All right. Well, I want to put everyone on notice to stay healthy for the next four months. We are shooting something that's going to be awesome. April, oh, May, it. the latest. I'm I bringing, I'm bringing in Dave Perkel, who who shot yeah, yeah. Uh, my first short film, who shot Entourage for many years. Nice. I'm bringing in Gary Goldman, who was producing yes, on Entourage for many years. Yep. And I am going to pull out the stops of writing because I don't feel like anything's holding me back. I don't feel like I have to wait for anybody else's comments except yours, which I will take into account. Like you guys know, you guys will be included in how these characters come about and, and what's happening. So anyway, cool, cool. I'm excited. About I do this. have to tell you though, yeah. Doug, uh, I got another offer for a movie. So hopefully Ooh. it won't be a, a I, it's not going to be a problem for this though. Okay. Cause we're looking at December 1st or December 10th to start. Oh, filming. that's nothing. You shoot movies in three days. You'll be, oh, I know these <laughs> movies nowadays, they don't want to spend really, any time on them. Really but, hammer uh, them out. Really uh, hammer yeah. Them. I've been banging them out and it's the same company. It's the same producers. They uh, like what I did in the last one. Tell us, tell us about the movie. It's called wire room. It's Bruce Willis, who I'll be working with wow. for the second time. Very bitter about this. Can you get Bruce for the podcast? I could try. <laughs> I'll bet you, <laughs> I could try. I'll bet you Bruce gets above you on the call sheet on this one. You know what, though? What they say is I am the true lead. Oh. Right. But that is that different than the actual uh, lead? I, <laughs> well, it's different I than bet the call I, sheet. I bet, he's, I bet I'll be number one on the call sheet. Right. Because oh. I'm working a lot more days than he is. We will see. So, we'll Kevin, you know. See. But he will be number one on the poster. Of course. Oh, you know, he's going to get the he's got credit. Top billing, he gets of course. top billing. Well, you know, we, but I am the truly. He we, sells international. We've probably <laughs> discussed this before, but Emma Bruce Willis's wife was on Entourage. You did a scene with her. So, I did? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And and so tell Bruce. Wait, what, what scene? This was what, at the Roosevelt episode? Hotel. She just came in. It was a small, It was she had a small part, but she was great. And she came uh, in and says hello to you guys or something. I don't remember exactly what it is, but tell Bruce. Listen, uh, we gave Emma a, a role, which we loved because she's awesome. And uh, how about you come and do the podcast and tell him, which again, I'll have a script, but tell him Doug's got a new script. We would love Bruce. Okay. Wilson, so. Okay. Um, he ain't taking cash in a duffel bag. Uh, he ain't he, taking ownership. He's going to take a paycheck up front. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, and you're going to need two duffel bags. Two duffel bags. Well, I'm just telling you guys, I am, I am, I'm putting up real money for this. I'm not fucking around. I'm not playing games anymore. It's how I made my first short film, which I sold. 
two independent films. So you're I'm saying you're putting it. up your own money. I am going to put up my own money. Self-financing. Yes, I'm going to put up my own money. So mm-hmm. when you keep asking for more money, just know you're taking it from my children that you know and love. So just that's it. That's all <laughs> wow. you want. Wow, I like it. All right, last like thing it. before we get into season three, episode 12. Sorry, yes. Ari. I heard some weird shit around the Action Park Media offices. You know, we've got, it's, it's an eclectic crew. We've got, Scotty, who uh, Wilson, who looks like an NHL hockey player, and then we got Stocktip Dave, who looks like he's in the bathroom too often. Right. But <laughs> tissue, uh, what I'm to understand is you actually, because we talked about this three months ago, but you actually played adult hockey with Scotty, who's 32 and played college hockey. Scotty played hockey at a very high level. Yeah, uh, so you played with him yesterday. Uh, yeah, last week we went out and we played, and uh, we won. We did win the game. Were you sore? Were you beat up <laughs> I, afterwards? I mean, I, it, I, I, I humiliated myself. Oh, no. is, okay, are you locking Scotty off the mic? Or, no, or Scotty. Is, no, I'm on. So Scotty, is he, uh, is he a Theo Fleury type little guy, or is he? Uh... <laughs> he, he is a pesky little guy. Like really? he was in the, he was in the corners a lot and scrapping it up. I think his first shift wasn't someone like chirping at you right away. Did you, <laughs> did you drop gloves? Did no, you drop the? He did threaten to kill me in my first. Did shift. someone I was like, to I kill gotta you? Dial, I gotta dial it down. Because listen, I knew that my my skills. Look, by the way i'll be fine i just have to get my legs back i i, I realized the last time i played uh a roller hockey game with referees and all is that this kind of full stuff, checking no it's contact it's right. not full checking but it's contact but was was i remember it was two days after 9 11 so over 20 years on ago, roller blades in 20 years i i've been on roller blades but i haven't played in a game and it, the game speed is a little different you can get out there and skate around but you know the, now, the, these this, guys are pretty good this, so i was slow and my the heart was there the legs just weren't there, but they'll get there. I understand. So, but is this weeks. team, is this team a, I mean, I, I heard I did own- pick up an assist. Did I not, Scotty? You did. You had more points than I did. All right. I need to talk yeah. about something. Heaven Can Wait's one of my favorite movies Love in it. the history of movies. Warren Beatty, who, uh, who becomes a rich industrialist after he dies and he buys a Los Angeles Rams so he can play quarterback for the Rams. Is this an action park media hockey club? <laughs> no, it's Scotty's <laughs> buddies. They joined a team. Has Connolly, did he make the team honestly and fairly? And are Nobody people makes like, the team. You join it. It's not, it's not the Olympics, bro. <laughs> he's not, he's Olymp- not at the bottom of the depth chart. That's for sure. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is stock tip on this team worse. or no? No, there was, there was one, one potentially maybe two guys worse. But I believe that when I get it, but come playoffs, I'm going to be a guy that you want there. Yeah, you need like two or three games under your belt. You're a playoff you, guy. I'm a playoff guy. I'll tell but you I'll tell sad you, that I wasn't invited to the game. Couple, a couple of things. First of all, the game was at 9 o'clock in Torrance, yeah, which, was, which was, yeah. <laughs> um, I was, it was definitely past my bedtime. But... Um, I just said, look, the way I'm, I'm just going to, I know how to do things one way. I'm going to get in people's way. I'm going to get under people's skin. Ooh. So right away, I, you know, get in front of the goalie. There's a rebound. And I tried to, you know, that's how you, you get goals in the dirty areas. But as I'm skating by the bench, this scary dude that I believe had a run in with a few different people. <laughs> this scary guy leans over the bench and he said, put your spear my goalie again and I'll fucking kill you, you little prick. <laughs> and I was like skating up. I was on th- out there for 30 seconds. It was my first shift. I was like, Did you spear the goalie? No, no. I didn't. And then later on, I w- in the face off, I said to the guy, I was like, Jesus, buddy, take it easy. And he's like, no, 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 my bad. I, I-, I checked in with the goalie. He said he wasn't that bad. But this guy <laughs> Was just this guy was just out for fucking blood but by the end you know listen you know scotty is is you know far and away the best player out there but it's all about by the third period it was a, it's about it's about cardio right it was yeah, yeah. really you just gotta you just gotta get your legs in there and and be in shape well i hopefully but dylan, we won hopefully we won you'll have a day game where dylan and i can attend because i'm i'm dying to see this yeah uh, i need a couple I, games yeah. i'm but but i think i think uh probably two or three more games and i'll and i'll be uh but you're feeling good like you see like a world where zulai and kennedy are at the game yeah, and you're like know you know that. looking up to the stands after a goal the next morning scotty's like my legs killing me how do your legs 
feel. I said, my legs are fine. My back hurts from fucking flopping all over the place. I fell down a bunch of times. It was awful. <laughs> wow. And I don't want to blame the water, but there was some, there was some water on the. Did on you the take water. a run at anyone? Did you give a little body to anyone? Yeah, like real oh, body? Not real body, but you know, I try to, yeah, that's how, that's how I play. Got to, you get goals in the dirty areas, bro. You hang around the net. You wait for some piece of junk He's dirty, to fall basically. Off. He's you a wait, dirty player. You wait for the puck to fall into a, and if you're there, you know, you get hit with a shot. I almost deflected one end. I, I, I know my, I know what my role is going to be on this team moving forward. I'm you excited to be a goon. No, 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 <laughs> dude. You just get out there and I mean, you, dude, uh, listen. You know, speaking of hockey, I, I just played uh, golf with Jeremy Roenick. You got to get Jeremy Roenick on a podcast. Oh my, yeah, I'll Jeremy Roenick. He's uh, the coolest guy. Detroit Red Wings, Chicago Blackhawks. One of the greats of all time. His I mean, stories. Hall of his stories are amazing. He's got the best stories. He's a You'd plus be two. He's a plus two handicap. Jesus Christ. And he'll and, uh, beat your ass, too. And like, I played with Brian Erlacher, too, who's probably a scratch golfer or somewhere Is he really? close to that. Yeah, he might be a, a, anywhere from scratch to a two. He's that's, really low. That's the craziest thing to me. These The, the muscular guys like Whitworth and 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 Erlacher, that they can he's play huge. golf so well. He's is, huge. He hits like, the ball 340. Right, oh, every right. time. Yeah. Every I time. mean, he's not, you know, he misses fairways occasionally. but So was you, Ronick Erlacher, and, and Frankie, Frankie Munoz, Munoz from Mal- yeah. Malcolm Nettle. Munoz. Frankie Munoz. Munoz, yeah. Munoz. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is Munoz. he? How's his game? Yeah, I thought it was Munoz. Too. He's good. He's, uh, he's a five handicap. The guy's better than me you know uh i played as well as he did though i mean i played well everybody's got a lot of golf time you're very lucky i'm glad you're in adult hockey and you're playing golf i'm writing scripts for the two of you so whoever fucks me i'm telling you right now i'm gonna make you suffer and pay this script is going to be ready i need you guys to stay healthy don't get hurt in this fucking adult (laughs) hockey league sorry bro i can't make it i fucking tore my acl um so but before we go to break we got to talk this is this is the final show that we will be doing before the live show on long island Uh, yeah on long island saturday november 20th how you guys feeling about that uh i'm nervous uh dylan doesn't get nervous well no i mean we're doing what we're doing here right i mean this is it so it's different and it's different for me i've said it before there's a crowd there's gonna be a crowd but they're they love us. I have, uh, there's, you know, weirdly enough, because season three, episode 12, which is coming up, there's uh, Ricky Zimmerman's names mentioned in it, and Andy Left's name, and I forget all, these are all people I am friends with is and grew Ricky up with. Ricky Zimmerman going to be there? Ricky Zimmerman is going to be there. All these names that were on this show, Andrew Abbott and Marco is going to be there, Paul Schneider's going to be there, Chantel Luttenberg's going to be there, Jackie Stone, these are all characters that I, Andrew Klein, Scott <laughs> Lavin. So, um, the last time they saw me live doing anything was, as we've talked about stand before, up. was stand-up, and I stand-up I bombed it was the only time I bombed in front of everyone I knew the only uh, time you bombed I swear to God. Oh, really? I'm talking bomb. Bomb, I'm, bomb. I'm ta- Well, it wasn't even a bomb because I got, like I did here. You, I got, you let a heckler get in your head, right? No, I told a new joke, which you never do. But 300 people, no exaggeration, came to New York City to see amateur Doug Ellen do stand-up at Caroline's Comedy Store. Oh, that's a big deal. And there were real comedians there. But I'm, I said I want to be on the bill. I'm like, what an idiot I am. I'm like, I want to be on the billboard. Shocker. Because I'm bringing all the people, and they're going to pay for the evening. So it's like Doug Ellen, every comedian was coming up. Mario Joiner was there, who's a fucking real good comedian. What was the new joke? Do you remember it? Are you? Re- I do remember, it and I don't want to say it's not going to get laughs and no, whatever. It's but not. Well, uh, clearly, it what, ran you off the stage. You want me to deliver it for you, Doug? Yes. Maybe I get it. It would have been better. But you know what? When I, at the time, I was basically just 
imitating. Was this the one about the McDonald's waiter? No, that, no, that always worked. The, the, it's never started with a joke. But I, Dennis Miller was who I really loved as a comic back then. And so I, a lot of comedians, they just kind of imitate when they're starting until you really find your own voice. I never made it to the point where I found my own voice. So I was just doing Dennis Miller. But I did the baseball umpire strike was going on, you know? And I just like, uh, do you remember that when that yeah, was happening? Yeah, of course. I, I, yeah, it was yeah. just like, if you know how Dennis Miller talks. I, I, well, we're not talking about Dennis Miller. We're no, talking about I, you. But what I was, was just doing joke? him. I was like, well, there's a group with a lot of leverage. You know, like I know I often don't go to the park if Pete, my favorite first base official, isn't umping or whatever. I, I it think was that's pretty it's not fun. terrible. I, 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 it's I, like, I, I, but silence. And then I see my father, my mother, my sixth grade girlfriend, <laughs> all my friends looking at me like I'm an animal. Yeah. And uh, th- you know what? That joke's way funnier than I was anticipating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's certainly not like a career. I think maybe your friend's going to give you a charity right. laugh. Oh my God. Well, that's what I said to them. In there. I texted them today. I go, guys. Laugh. I would have been hysterical. I would have given you one of these. (laughs) (laughs) You you killed me. Oh, Douglas. There was silence. And you know what I did? Do you know what I did? You walked off. I said, thank you for coming. Good night. Yeah, it was. Then every comedian for the next hour abused me and tortured me. And then the next day, my father's best friend, Alan Newman, who's like my uncle, called me up and said, you're ruining your parents lives you don't have talent for this you shouldn't be doing this you went to college and so um, are you afraid that yeah. so is this still in your head for saturday night a hundred million well, you percent. need to wipe you were that. great in brea you need to wipe right, you I mean, need to wipe that i didn't out have everyone i know from my childhood in brea california and you, did, you, you need to wipe well, that out of your head because no, i know your friends don't laugh this could be a tough crowd man. <laughs> i don't know they're gonna laugh at you you know the good news is they're gonna is, laugh at me yeah I'm, I'm smart enough to hang my hat on Dylan and Connolly, and I will be as Dude. quiet as I can. I will try to keep things moving, but there are still a couple of tickets, like six. Nah, bro, you'd be surprised. We're fucking doing well. Yeah, so, but I'm saying wow. there's not that many left that are available, but if you're on Long Island Saturday there's, night. There's some left. Yeah, there's, a couple, there's probably <laughs> there's a couple left. left. There's but, probably but yeah, but we're, but we're doing really well, and thank God we're at least over that hump. And I'm going to have dinner with Dice on Tuesday night. Do I try to get Dice to come? Again, I can only speak for sort of my friends and my family. I believe that if we're able to get Dice out there for eight minutes or nine minutes, I think they would fucking love it. Yeah. If you could get Dice, hell yeah. Are you kidding? Have Dice come out and do a little thing and just, yeah, Dice is, I mean. Dice is going to be in this pilot too. He's going to be, Dice is going to be in New York. We'll fucking send an Uber. We'll oh, bring yeah. him in. He can pr- plug his own shell. See if he can pull that off. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try. I was thinking Dom, too. Dom is out there. Dom would be awesome. Yeah. To come We're going to make Lombardosi. some calls. Yeah. yeah. He's in Westchester calls. County. We're going to get. We're going to make a couple of calls. But either way, I'm telling you guys, it, we're going to have fun. This is not like some boring show. We're just going to have fun. We're just going to engage with the audience. Dylan's going to sign all your calves and do a shot uh, with you. Yeah, of course. It's going to be a shot with By everyone. the way, we are going to have a blast. Yeah. So anyway, Paramount, Saturday, November 20th, 2021. And we'll be right back talking about season three episode 12 welcome back victor the podcast season three episode 12 sorry ari we're gonna get but into before it. we do that dylan it's been a minute yeah, right yeah, yeah 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 so let's go right let's ahead let's not and- cheat ourselves let's treat ourselves <laughs> irish crickets uh, oh yes irish listen to those crickets out there you hear that excellent ah. excellent stuff uh mm, fabulous delicious. it tastes just like a cricket it tastes- <laughs> 
It does taste like a cricket. All right, let's get into this episode, though. Yeah, what do you I got? Mean, well, I mean, just, you know, before we even get started, just Martin Landau, every time I see him, it just uh, gets oh, me yeah. a little emotional. You I did. You, you actually said, you which, mushy. Doug is like, man, I can't believe he died. I mean, you know, it's yeah. sad. He but was he, an old man, he's though. He's an old man. He lived a good, he lived a good life, yeah. man. And, he's, and he yeah. certainly leaves behind a hell of a legacy. But he was just, you know, I, yeah, he was old, but he was so healthy when he was with us. And the last time I saw him, it's just, you know. Yeah, it, of course, it, it's sad. So, um, but we get into this episode, which is actually, you know, Again, as we look back at these episodes and I go, how are they? <laughs> there was some language in this one that even I was like, whoa. whoa. I mean, we really, <laughs> yeah. for our segment, uh, lines that wouldn't fly in 2021, yeah. we could have a whole uh, list of them on this yeah. one. I mean, yeah. Gary, our producer, like couldn't look at me when certain things were happening. <laughs> He's, like, I I can't look at you. <laughs> He's like, you're a fucking animal. It's funny. It's, this episode's funny. It opens up with like our, uh, I mean, Vince standing over E, which is like, he's like startled to see him standing over him, right? And his first lines are, I think we got to fire Ari. Yeah. Right? Isn't that it? Yeah. It was really a continuation of the last episode. So since we watched the last episode like two months ago, it was a little jarring for me. It was almost yeah. like, whoa. It was like, what, what happened before this? Why is he yeah. far? Why Ari? And, <laughs> and that's why Entourage was, it was a perfect binge show. Right. Before binging was happening, it was like, I really did write it. Like the next moment is the next moment. It literally picks up in that second. And well, he lost, he lost the Ramones. Yeah. Alan Gray bought the Ramones yeah. and Ari made, you know, took took away Vince's passion project that yeah. didn't go over well. I mean, is it weird that Pete Davidson now is doing the Ramones a decade later now? And Dylan, add, just add that to the I list. I can see it on Dylan's face. He doesn't know who Pete Davidson is, do you? Oh my God. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So Pete Davidson. Uh, and he, I, he's doing the Ramones, the he's movie. He's doing the Ramones. But he's on Saturday Night Live. He's, he's on also wow, once again, Island. one of your ideas is happening. Yeah. It's unbelievable how many of your movie ideas are coming true. But Pete Davidson, I wish Dylan knew who he was because I wanted to get into a little bit. Pete Davidson, who's on Saturday Live, whose father died in 9-11. He was a firefighter. He's a great comedian. And I'm sure I know him. If I he's funny him, as hell, but everybody, he's getting every good-looking girl a, he's in America a, he's right on now. A, he's on a run. He's, he's, doing, he's doing well. And he's uh, not he's well. not uh, traditionally good <laughs> traditionally good looking. But so, I, I I don't know. But it's the funniest story. I don't think he's I not. don't either. But I'm just saying every story in the papers is asking uh, beautiful women how Pete Davidson is getting <laughs> these women, which is if that was a woman, that why is he to keeping that them? That's the that's the I question. Think he he's them. Not, I don't why are you keeping them, bro? I think he's keeping it moving. I wonder I if Dylan knows up. any of the characters that we're talking about. Though. So Pete Davidson over the last year, it's been like Ariana Grande. Of course, I do. Kim Kardashian. He's dating yeah, Kim Kardashian right now. Okay. So yeah. are you scratch it. You scratch your balls. Uh, a little adjustment. Was that an adjustment? That was, <laughs> that was a little adjustment. That was I was on the wrong side. I was on the wrong side of my you pants. You flipped righty to lefty. Yeah, That's I had, disgusting. I, had to go, I only go right, bro. You know that. <laughs> Is there any way you'll you'll do that on stage at the Paramount Theater? Is there? Any way uh, hopefully, that? he doesn't grab his balls oh, and start God. playing with them like that. <laughs> <laughs> This is what he did to you too, dog. He's like, why are you scratching over there? I don't think anyone remembers when I did scratch. it. scratch. They're thinking about you today, Kevin. I mean, don't don't I'm try to project it on me, bro. I'm uncomfortable the way Kevin's wearing shorts right now. I can see right into him. <laughs> why why is he wearing shorts like that? Like that? Yeah, he wears, I had normal shorts. Also, though, do you find that Connolly always did? He always wore like those Jimmy Connors tight shorts. Like, That's what? not true. That, what are you talking I, about? These are golf shorts. Are Just because I have powerful legs that <laughs> increase my golf, the torque in my golf swing. I don't want to jump into legs, but... 
but Ryan Leaf, who's got a podcast that Connolly and I talked to him earlier. He's got a podcast at Action Park Media that's out now. This guy's calves are he's fucking got giant. He's got Jesus. Really? Yeah. I'd like to see, see those. See, <laughs> <laughs> see, Doug, you were like scratching like something something was wrong. Dylan I don't know just, if anyone knows what Dylan they're talking about. Dylan was just blatantly, I, blatantly. I, was, I had to move over. He just blatantly shoved his hand I think the difference is it's more likely that I was scratching for what I said, which is a pickleball injury. No, Dylan might be scratching for some type of STD. <laughs> I it's was just, just scratching it all. I just I was adjusting, which is different. All right, anyway, if you, had, if you had all the meat I had, <laughs> you'd have to adjust yourself. You are officially an animal. All right. You had all the meat I had. What a, what a terrible way. What a terrible word. Uh, anyway. you, guys, you guys are lacking the girth. You don't have any problem. <laughs> Vince is standing over E, which I can only, I, I use this and I know they listen to the podcast, but another man who will be over on this show, Eric Siegel, one of my best friends who also had a character named after him. He, who I'm not calling him out for anything. He needed a big favor for me. He lives in New York and he asked if he could come out to LA to ask me this favor about a decade ago. Sounds scary. Before I'm telling you, I woke up and he was at the foot of my bed like this. And that is where the scene <laughs> came from. And uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. What happened? I mean, what he asked for, there was nothing. Yeah, weird. Was <laughs> Jesus Christ. If anything, like what Dylan's got going on across the room right he now, probably okay. asked for a Spartan. Oh, <laughs> well, by the way, it could have been a very, <laughs> could have been a very different scene. He wakes up and Vince is standing over me. He's like, what do you want, bro? It's just, I just need someone to hold on to right now it could have been a very said, weird scene he could have been giving you a roman helmet <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is <laughs> oh Doug, i think this guy you're is dying so, over i here. think dylan you know what dylan spent a week <laughs> with mel gibson and he's come back yo, he's just yo, a little dylan, sicker dylan when oh. the first time dylan <laughs> said cheering. the first time dylan said roman helmet i i, I didn't know I, I hadn't heard it but dylan. i knew exactly what it was dylan, and I was can you give the term meeting can you let uh, me know? come on do the math well <laughs> You know, it's an upside down situation, <laughs> and you know how uh, some people call it a Spartan as well. So <laughs> that I've never heard. That I never. Or a Roman helmet. A Roman helmet. You know how you have the metal to protect your nose. It's kind of you got to use your imagination. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. If you're Dylan definitely way. uses his imagination plenty on this. All right. So anyway, so we're in the kitchen. We're in the kitchen. Oh, you moved past the bedrooms. No, here. he said uh, Vince has to says we got a fire, Ari. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the thing. But now, like you always said, Doug. It's the situation where we got to fire, we, we, we got to fire Ari. Instead of us having a conversation, you bring it down to the kitchen and it's a group talk. Yeah. All right. It's better than Vince and E talking about it right there. Let's get down to the kitchen. And it's interesting because I was said to Dylan before we got on just about thinking about this new pilot. It's like, I always wanted Dylan, no offense to anyone. Everybody's perfect. Always wanted Dylan in these scenes not just for the loyalty camaraderie, but to give us that ridiculous comedy that that is, you know, what Dylan was able to do so well is it's ever so slightly over the top, but it's still completely grounded. You know what I mean? And also Dylan is, you know, we're talking about agencies. One thing about he's the drama. He's the voice of reason. One thing about he's the, smart in a lot he of ways. really is like, in, in this, especially in this episode. But that's what I was going to say. He is well-versed in agencies and moving agents yes, and, and he's all like, that hey, kind bro, of stuff. Let's not jump to conclusions here. Let's think this through, yeah. you know? Right. And, and I wanted to get into that a little bit in reality because when this episode came out so many agents called me were like oh my god they were like they were embarrassed for themselves because they know this is exactly what they do and right. whether they consult with each other or they're just all unoriginal i don't know but when we got hot I experienced some things like this. So I want to know, did you ever have that that agency full court press? Yes, I have. I have a couple times. 
and yeah, give man. me a little something about it. You know, it's a it's a lot of bullshit, really. It's pretty impressive when you got forty people walking into the room and they're all going, "Oh, we're gonna do so much for you," and they usually don't deliver. Right, right. I didn't have like a. Like you guys had the big screen in the background, Apple, we're going to make you this big, you know, but just, you know, a lot of people tell, throw a lot of bullshit at you and how, how hard they're going to work for you. And then they know none of them do anything. Usually. I think but. I've told this story before. That was one of the times where I was sitting, we were sitting there shooting that scene where it's at Microsoft, McDonald's, Vincent Chase. It was the first time where I thought, I don't know, man, if this feels a little over the top to me. I obviously didn't say anything. It's not. Whatever. But then, like, a couple of years later, I went into some agency meeting, and it was almost verbatim. Like, right. and yes. I was thinking, like, 100% wow. 100%. It's not wild. even an exaggeration at all. But I hate to do this, because we did skip something that I, ha- feel, I feel necessary all right. uh, to put out there. And I, Dylan will be my witness, because he was there. Scene before that, Golf Simulator. Oh, yeah. Drama oh, wait, comes I, in. I didn't oh, even talk about his hole-in-one. Yeah. Drama comes in with a fishbowl of agency cards, which is kind yeah, of funny, because yeah, yeah. there are a lot of agencies. So Drama's yeah. going through all, and he's got comments. He saved everyone. But, like, yeah, what's weird about that? But this is in the early days of the Golf Simulator, yeah, right? This, this is, is the first time I've ever seen one. First time we'd ever seen I one. I got Dylan a free one out of that scene. Yes, right. but I did have to work for that, Dylan. I had to yeah. go to San Diego so and like I, I had yeah. to go to Florida to uh, Florida. like Tampa. Or, yeah, it was or really hard. Big convention. You had to well, go to Florida I, and play golf. I had to get on a, a stage and right. You know, Perform. they picked apart my swing and do stuff like that. But oh, really? Cool. That yeah. I didn't know. That I didn't know. Jim simulator up there telling me uh, talking about my swing and it was pretty cool. So Dylan got a free simulator, but he worked for it. I mean, yeah. look, it's yeah, yeah. three days of work. Like yeah. you know, no fair doubt. Enough, right? I had to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Man. Right. They give it, so there we are, and um, I, I take the first swing of the day, and we're and we're rehearsing, right? So cameras are there. We're we're, we're playing, not shooting. We're not shooting, but but Pebble Beach is the golf course we're playing and on it's the, the simulator hole. when we're doing. It's it. the seventh hole, yes, and it's a, a little part, part, it's three. A part three. So we're rehearsing now. Keep in mind the cameras are up, so yeah. while it's not on film, the, it is running through the video feed. Okay, yeah. So. I don't know. I just take a swing, you know, whatever, pretty crappy swing, and fucking ball goes in it the It wasn't cup. a crappy swing. It was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Well, it was a hole-in-one. So I got I a hole-in-one. I think you put an one. eight iron onto, right How into far? the hole. It's a, no, I think it's a short hole, right? It's 105 or something like that. Yeah, yeah it but, is. But, but I got, anyone, well, it, it could play that 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 hole can play really long or really short depending on the wind. Of course, I don't, I don't think the wind was programmed that on that simulator. But right. just so I'm clear, you guys are both golfers. This simulator is pretty. Pretty accurate. It's the full swing golf simulator. It was the best of its time, and I think it still is the best. And it's you like feel the it's uh, pretty Cadillac accurate. of yeah. And Kev, you on your golf simulator? Have you ever since then or up until now even seen another hole in one? No, no one's ever hit a hole in one on my golf simulator, and I've never hit one. Did we I've not hit film a lot it? of flags. We didn't film it? No, plenty so, of flags. No, we we rehearsed it, but you know the rehearsals are recorded through the video mods, so the hole just keeps going and going. But once you hit that reset button, it's gone. Oh yeah. So I, we I, didn't get the I celebration. Believe I believe it's pissed. about as uh, difficult as getting a real hole in one. I think it would be very similar to that because I've never seen one. The guy said I've worked for this company for eight years and I've not seen. A he hole was in there. One yet. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He said I have not seen a hole in one. And he yet. couldn't yeah. like. Well, I, guess well, I said, can we save it? Is there like, can we just roll could, on the replay? You know, if we had the phones we have today, now, you could have just taken just video, taken video of, of the replay. But really I did drop sad. a hole in one 
Yes, you did. Beach in front of everyone. In front of a hundred people. What I also noticed, and I, I know I played golf with Jerry, and he's he's got a very nice swing. But Jerry really shanked the ball, and I'm surprised we left that taken. <laughs> yeah. Like he really like went. Down. He shanked it, but that's yeah. pre-golf, Jerry. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 He's he a much be better right. golfer now. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's right. true. All right. Good point. Good point. Uh, let's take a break real quick, and we'll come right back with uh, season three, episode twelve. All right, welcome back, Victor, the podcast. So we're talking season three, episode 12. So as you guys give a little bit of color to these agency meetings are real. But so Vince is actually going to take these other meetings. But Ari, in the meantime, which is also very real, he doesn't want to take a call from Vince because he's got nothing good to tell him. And it really is a mantra, a mantra that I've heard from agents. Like you don't talk to your clients unless you have positive news. There's just no upside to it. So he's avoiding that call. And uh, I don't know, you guys ever have your agent avoid your call? I mean, is, uh, is that something that you've been through? Yeah, but I don't know about under those circumstances. I mean, look, this is a big deal, right? So Ari, Vince has a passion project. He wants to do the Ramones. And Ari basically screwed that over and now is not owning up to it, essentially, right? right? right. So the guys are scrambling. And they're really they're really startled because, because it's not E calling. It's actually Vince calling. So that's yeah, not Ari. Like, I didn't even know he knew how to make a phone call. <laughs> right. I didn't know he knew how to... Email and an email, right? So they're they're run, they're running scared. But yeah. I've had agents not be straight with me and just not uh, answer the question. I'm like, uh, so well, did you hear about back from my audition? You know, I feel like I killed it, right? And they're just like beating around the bush a little bit, and they wait for time to pass so you're maybe not too <laughs> upset about it, right? And they tell you you're in the mix. They're like, uh, they didn't they didn't think you were right, you know, or uh, or or this is not moving forward. This yeah, is not yeah, moving it's 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 not going to happen. Right. Uh, but um, but the guys go. So here's the thing. I, I had a question, Doug. So they're, these guys are taking meetings. Right. But per drama's advice, they're just taking the meetings. Right. They're just seeing what's out there. As opposed yeah. to what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like Ari isn't necessarily fired. It's like no, right no. now we're making no. we're we're taking no. other meetings. No, they're not. They're not necessarily firing Ari. And the truth is, like somewhat ethical. The other agents should theoretically be like, why don't you fire your agent first and then come talk to us. But of course we know that that doesn't happen. No. But, um, but taking a movie star like Mark or Leo and actually waltzing into another agency yeah, before no it, that would be uh, it would be a big story yeah. and everyone in town would know about it. And I think that's also what, you know, some of the stuff, which I have kind of two feelings about it. The way Ari speaks to Lloyd, which Lloyd actually says pretty nicely and eloquently in this episode is that Ari is a guy that cares and he's putting on performance and he's saying all these things. But one of the things that really was an accurate assessment of what he was saying was uh, there was like this feeling that there was, um, you know, there was a lot of gay assistants that had a lot of information on a lot mafia. of things back then. It wasn't, it wasn't fake, but the gay mafia was even the, the bigger groups of executives that could really right, have but the power. assistants really do know all. Yeah. And, right? and anyway, it's a nasty, it's a nasty term, obviously. So I'm not trying to say it, but, but it was, and I had a lot of gay friends back there and I had a lot of friends that were assistants and you could get a lot of information even about yourself that you couldn't actually get from your own agent. So Lloyd finds out that I set up a meeting with somebody and, and, and Piven actually does a, an impression of me calling yeah. yep. to cancel. Based on real story, by the way. Really? 100% real story of, it wasn't Ari, the real Ari. It was another agent that did that and called up and canceled the lunch meeting, which I thought was so funny that we did it. But what did you think of Pivot's well, I, I, impression I, I, of I just I don't remember it, but it was pretty funny. You know, he kept saying, bro. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sorry, bro, can't go, you know, whatever <laughs> it was. So he cancels the lunch, right? And... Just a little another behind the scenes. The name that I used at the time, Andy Left, who's Andrew Left, who really was not even back then as involved in the stock market to the point where I knew about it. He's now one of the biggest short sellers 
in America who was at the center of the GameStop entire thing. Like you can Google him and look yeah. up uh, how big he is. But it was funny because we didn't even tell him that we were going to put that name in there. So I think the first time he saw and we say words in there that, again, I'm not being PC. I would not use that word anymore. I just would never do it. Right. But it was not. How did he feel about his name being? In he, that? Loved it. he loved it. He loved it. it right? yeah, yeah, I've never I have never had anybody besides Chantel, who was 10 years later, that complained the uh, the Quaaludes line. Nobody else has really ever been unhappy mm. with their line. So. But, you know, Josh Weinstein is back and, and man. Labar is awesome. Labar, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And, and he to me, he strikes me as like a guy, Doug, that you just knew how to write for. Right. For sure. I mean, I just. Because yeah. some of the stuff, well, talk about not PC, some of the stuff that he says, Josh Weinstein being a younger agent is appealing to more than just Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants he's to, reaching out to Turtle. He's, he's reaching out, out to Turtle, drama. drama e, he's like, like, Turtle, by the way, all my assistants fuck. Yeah, and <laughs> He I, said, I, I asked him that in the interview. True story. <laughs> and, I, and I need to say that because of, again, the same bullshit that we're talking about, that was not exaggerated. That was, of course, I'm trying to be funny, but that was the real way people talk. Now, whether they were being trying to be cool or whether they were actually serious is irrelevant. That's how people in this town talked publicly in the years of 2004 and to 2015 at least. And whether they still do, I don't know because I'm not really in the business but, anymore. But, but I'm saying- Weinstein looks at all four guys and tells each guy something that they want to hear. Yeah. Right? And then he goes in but ultimately does the same thing with the, with the cheesy... Uh, yeah. I mean, would that work on anybody? Well, Dylan said he saw it in the movie yesterday, which came out last yeah. year. You know, they basically did the same thing. Yeah. And it definitely does work on people. And what, what I think is slightly interesting about it is we were, again, we were ahead of the curve because we were talking about making actors brands. And now a decade later, that's really what it is. George Clooney builds, you know, with, with our friend Mike Melman, builds Casamigos and makes more money on tequila than he ever made acting. So right. I think all of that stuff mm. has really come. Mark Scott... Wahlberg's got 10 companies. He's got right. hamburgers, and I think he just launched a tequila, uh, tequila company as well. A, a tequila company? company? Sorry. I, Scratch I'm, your balls I'm, and I'm get your together. I'm still nervous about Dylan's Roman helmet. It really threw me up. Doug, don't doze off. You might wake up to a Roman helmet. <laughs> um, but all right, so like, getting into the, the business aspect of this, right? So so how did, how did, how did it play out? Alan... So is, Alan is pissed. He, he's pissed about Aquaman too, and he really wants to buy the Ramones just and to just bury shelve it, it. Yeah. just to shelve it. It's worth no him idea. to throw out a couple of million dollars just to fuck with Vince because Vince screwed him on, on Aquaman too. And it's so weird watching it now. Where, but Alan, he, but but he hasn't signed the paperwork, right? So Bob, Bob who owns it, Bob hasn't signed the paperwork. Right. So Ari goes to try to you stop know, that, uh, hey, groveling to get him to try to stop that. Yeah, but a couple of things I want to talk about before one. You see how Alan treats Dana Gordon in that scene. And then you see how she's ultimately going to come back a very strong female character, which she has to put up with what her boss does. Not because she's a woman, but because she's not the boss. And then she's going to go out and do her own thing. But uh, what is interesting, just watching it now, when, when Alan is just like, Jake Gyllenhaal just would have been so much better than Vincent Aquaman 1. And like, <laughs> I, he would have been, right? I mean, like, Gyllenhaal yeah. would have been a yeah. better move. He's got know? a better body. He's better in the aqua suit. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. So Ari gets it. Ari gets Bob. What, how does Ari, Ari leaves it with Bob where he gives him his car and Bob is not going to sign the well, paper. Ari, so Ari thinks he's got a victory on his Ari, side. yeah, basically goes desperately, but he gives up. He, he says he will not tell anyone that Dana told him any information, but Ari in his desperation is willing to give up Dana and basically put a bullet in her because Bob, who's got a big mouth, obviously called Alan and said Dana Gordon said this. So the next time we see her, she is packing up. And again, she's saying dialogue, which I think is just as funny as Ari's, but she's a female and I don't think any 
anyone has any problems with her grabbing his balls in a in a lobster claw cracker. You know, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I did I did have a thought about this. So Ari uh, comes back to the office uh, after he knows that that Bob has signed the papers and he's kind of beat, and he gets a pep talk from Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about talk about bad advice. Lloyd almost. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd got Ari fired. Well, I don't know that that Lloyd. I don't. Lloyd know. said you go in and you you do it, you push and you show them like what you're made of. When really that's yeah. not Ari that's was gonna what, just have the guys that's come not what in. Vince wanted to see Ari was gonna have the guys come in and wow, and you're, that would have been it on Lloyd. Huh? I'm I'm saying that that was Lloyd and and he it's a good idea, but that. I thought Lloyd was Lloyd. just saying, don't give up. I don't know that Lloyd was saying, put the whole press, but I was saying, saying don't, don't quit on it. Rally the troops, get everybody together and show them what you can do for them yeah. in the future. And that almost back. Well, does how did, back how did that yeah. play for you though? Cause the truth is I remember when we came up with that storyline and I was like, wow, that's so good that Ari is just like in the mix. But I actually thought that I really did. I thought Vince and he were a little bit of assholes. They, they just had a whole conversation, how much he cares, what kind of friend he is. And if he goes overboard, okay, you still, know he cares i don't know i was a little actually shocked the way it played for me this time i thought that was i, I did too i felt that too yeah i was like why are they firing art well, like, yeah. <laughs> i think it was like he's trying so hard yeah i mean and, i don't know i was disappointed that i straight up turned around and said like oh by the way all right you're fired i mean that yes you did. and i'm telling you my feeling and i take full blame for it now i think one of the backlashes on e as a character is a moment like that where wait they just spent 10 minutes, Dylan, drama, convincing everyone that Ari is such guy. a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lloyd, I gave him all this great advice. Lloyd just told Ari how much he knows he cares about him. And then Ari just goes a little bit overboard, and he's like, you're fired. You're fired. fired. Well, I mean, he was, fi- he was fired anyway. I just said it. No, no, right? I know, but, but I'm just saying the right. added, I don't know, it made it made me not like E a little bit, and I, I'm right. sorry for that. I That's all right. No, nah, listen, he had to go. Yeah. Well, it I mean, might have been delivery. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been performance based. Could have been Should've performance based. Let been. drama do that, you know? <laughs> No, so, it, it was it was good though. I and, thought for some reason I felt like oh they're gonna say oh we're just kidding we're fucking with you Ari it's good. So did I. But you know what I think what happened was I already knew we have in my mind one of the greatest actors I've ever worked with. Carla Cugino is coming up in the next episode, and I really do think while these scripts are getting written, I'm so excited to get Carla in there, and we probably I'm sure someone said it. Well, I, well, I, let me just say this too. But, Season three, episode 12 was the end of season three A. So I also think that you needed a, I want to call it a cliffhanger, yeah. but you needed an end beat, right? So that yeah. might have just been a writer story thing. Like, so at the end of season, you know, then there was like a little break between yeah. episodes. Yeah. And now yeah. Yeah. in that break, it's like, wow, the guys have fired Ari. So I think it might've been like, I'm not yeah. knocking it, but it's yeah, more yeah. of a story. No, but all I'm saying is I remember the first time I saw the cut of it, which Dylan called it out. The Ted Nugent song plays, which I th- I don't know if it Crossfire. Was, I don't know if it was Venner's call or not. It wasn't mine for Great sure. Song. But I remember having like a little emotional choke up. Like, wow, they're like splitting up. And I really yeah. love the shot for Reno's shot where Ari's here and the guys are walking down that long hallway away from him. But it did not play like that for me today. I really felt like I didn't come up with a good enough reason for them to turn on Ari there. I, I should have had something. More than just he did the same stupid well, shit that everybody yeah, else did. I would have fought if I was you, Kevin. I would be like, yeah, why? Why am I being such an asshole? I don't. You well, know, I used to always do that. Yeah, I was like, Doug, you're yeah. making me too mean to turn. I don't think like, Connolly read the script. I think he was out of shelter <laughs> no, the night I before. I didn't listen. I I just it, <laughs> it was what it was. The season three uh, episode. You know, uh, season. Connolly's looking at like a businessman. Season three a ends with Ari getting fired. And if a... you look at the delivery, I'll say it. My <laughs> performance. I didn't yell it at him. I said it. 
I just said it. No, no, I know. No, I, 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 I think your performance No nice way was, to fire somebody, bro. I think your performance is good. No, all, that was good for you, that performance. <laughs> for you, that was good. All I'm saying you is... You just did it again. What? You just grabbing your fucking boot. You, no, you going not. back righty? You, Dude, I got, don't look. make. You want me to play the tape back? Yeah. I'll play the tape back. I want you to play it back because what I'm doing is my hands are... Keep uh, your hands fucking Dylan. Hey, Doug, look with my hands. I am not grabbing No, you did a little shuffle. I don't want to look at you. You did like a side shuffle. All I know is Dylan was on location and God knows what goes on in New Mexico. I mean, fuck it. Exactly. After a long night of shooting, Dylan ended up inside. By the way, it's not COVID we're worried about Dylan bringing into the studio. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway. A Roman helmet he, for that. He's been, he's been <laughs> rustling around in the seat. Something's uncomfortable. Let's get this guy in a hot tub or something. I don't know, bro. Anyway, my hands are crushed. I'll leave You're the story at that. All, I, all I'm saying is, is when looking at it now, I wish Ari did something. You that wish was, you would have given them a better reason to fire I, him. I wish he would have done something a little uh, not that, uh, that was, truthful. That was not, not a fireable offense. Well, no, because no. it was he was trying, and it was it was a goofy move. I I would think in real life after the conversation they had, the guys would have been like, "Are right, you such a fucking loser?" Josh Weinstein just gave the same play, but you know what? We know who you are, right. and this is embarrassing, and you shouldn't do this to your other clients. That's what it should have been, but right. it wasn't. Then it worked. Then people. But ran. we needed we needed a reason to fire him. And yeah. you just wish in hindsight I you would do something one. like really like a like fire because. It's true. And, and agents will tell you, like, there are offenses that are considered fireable offenses, right? That, yeah. And even an agent will know that it's a fireable offense. Yeah. And the truth is, what Ari does to Dana is fucking bad. And That's even, bad. And yeah. even Dana. That was a fireable offense. Even Dana is being funny, but fuck, like, he just. But what Dana did was a fireable offense. What Dana did, yeah. you, mean, you mean telling that information? She went behind the, the, right. she went behind but, the boss's back. But and, as a writer and as whatever, I thought that was all good because Alan treats her like garbage. She's sitting in that room being treated like shit. She she's says, passionate about she's, the project. She's the and, one who found the project. Yeah. She doesn't like Alan. She grew so up on the Ramones. She's got yeah. real motivations. I just, I wish, bad writing. I apologize. Rob Weiss, <laughs> also his name in on the script. So fuck you, Rob. You really screwed us on this one. <laughs> you know what the crazy, the crazy thing about it too is, you know, so the next will be season 3B and I haven't the slightest fucking clue what happens. Neither I don't do I. either. Neither I mean, do that's I. why I love watching all these like, kind of shows. Again. Does anyone it's know? Amazing. So what everyone, so you know what happened was like, I was a guy who like, when they told me I had to do eight episodes season one, I almost had a heart attack. Like what am, how am I going to do eight episodes of this stuff? Like I worked on the pod for two years. So this, I think we did 20 because we had the opportunity. We did 12 and eight. But to air those eight after the Sopranos, which is why I think we did them. Is this the season? Am I right? This is this yeah. season. Uh, and I think there's other reasons we did 20. And I think no, it was, that was because HBO one. wanted to save money. They got us at cheap. They knew we had a contract renegotiation nope, nope, coming. Nope. And and they're like, let's bang out 20 now. Well, that That's money we could save on the back end I, later. I, nope, nope. Kevin, are you, I, I, do you I agree, do not, Kevin? I do not disagree with Dylan. No, 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 but I, I, prom I promise you it's incorrect because what happened was Chris Albrecht, who was the champion of this show, said, Doug, as many as you guys want to do, we will take them. But here's what I'm offering you. Because I said I can't do more than 12. I'll, I will right. die. And he said, I'm offering you the chance to air after The Sopranos, the biggest show in the history of cable. Right, and I catapulted thought, for season I four. I thought it was going to be good for us. I, didn't, I, didn't, I swear to God, the conversations about money were never, ever involved. Right. Never. Like, but Dylan, don't you remember? Uh, and again, just, under, just so we're clear, like we're, we're, we understand that they, these are like first world problems and we were very well compensated. But that season almost fucking killed us. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough because the next year, season four, I think they tacked on a day, day and a half of shooting, and the days got a little bit. But that 20 episodes was 
Yeah, we were still and gone uh, 15 schedule. hours a day. Crazy. We had occasional uh, force calls. We had early. I mean, it was tough. I'm not. Tough I'm not going to lie. Someone found me crying on set one day, like in a corner where somewhere, and it wasn't crying like a bawling, like a little little. But I was, <laughs> I was literally having a fucking breakdown. I was like, there was another script needed to be. I got 40, but just so you know, it was on work, a day. Man. No, but I mean, a I have, lot of I have a, a 50 DVDs of casting tapes. I have to make decisions for the next episode. So there's scripts coming in and I'm like, and I said, I'm, I'm really being sincere about this. I was like, I cannot do more than 12. And the reason we did was for that Sopranos thing. That makes and sense. The second it started, I was just like the guys who do 20 episodes of television and whoever they are, it's, a miracle. I don't care if it's good or bad. It is so difficult. Right, but to, to keep up the quality over 20 episodes is really hard. I mean, well, that, hopefully we, we did, did it. Well, they, they have so. a big crew of writers doing it. Right. Yeah, well, we, we didn't have that. So, it, but, just, it just was one of the hardest seasons. Yeah. But as, yeah, as I see it, though, as this being the end of, of the season, uh, A, I really, it was a really good episode. I, I say I wish the ending had a little more meat on it, but it was it was a really good episode. It was, and it was, it was solid. It was well, also it was a good inside look at how it was good it, that it, the four guys were together the whole episode. Yeah. That's, I knew I wanted to talk about it. There, every scene we were in together. Yeah. Which and is, do you know why? Why? Because it's so much easier to write. And I know we were scrambling. We're like, we're not going to get these episodes done. And if I stick you all together, it's just easier right. than it's, figuring it's, out how drama is over here. And turtle, and and drama's out on audition and turtles yeah. up some money making scheme. It's just extra shooting. Yeah. So just, but it, but it's, I always like those. Yeah, I love them. We had some great scenes. Because we bounce off each other so well. I should have kept it like that because we could have done 400 episodes that way. They would have been cheaper. <laughs> it would have been less pages. But anyway, I I, I enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully everyone else did. And um, I had a, a, a drama line. It was, nobody appreciates their girlfriend <laughs> until they get herpes from the next broad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very strange. Um, very strange group. Oh, and Turtle, all my assistants love to fuck. I ask him when they <laughs> interview. <love> <laughs> True story. <laughs> Oh, that's Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. that's Weinstein. And then Ari. This is fucked up. I mean, in out of context, but it was yeah. it's funny. It says to Lloyd, uh, how is it to take it in the ass anyways, Lloyd? And <laughs> what is Lloyd? Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd says, well, I I'm know. on top. I, I, I'm, no, I'm a top. <laughs> oh. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't know. I'm a top. I think it's I more just... insulting that Ari looks at him when he says he's a top and looks at him like, really? Like, <laughs> you're not really? No way are you on top. But anyway, oh, I do want to, like, last thing. I'll have to let it go on this. I'm watching a lot of Succession. There's, it's not even remotely close to Entourage. Doug, I think everybody knows that you wouldn't. I think you've been very clear. I think everybody believes that you wouldn't do it. We're not, we're not apologizing for it. It's 10 years ago. Yeah, the time I, was don't different. apologize for anything. No, 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 I, no, no, wait. I am not. Just so we're clear. I'm not apologizing to anyone. What I'm saying There were is, some cringeworthy ones. There were some cringeworthy ones. But what <laughs> I'm saying right. is. Some awkward moments. Ari fucking loves Lloyd. Of course. And, and yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd says knows that. it. Yes. And that's the point to this whole PC culture shit. Intention matters. And when you're fucking trying to degrade someone to really hurt them, it is much different than when you're trying to be funny, even if your joke doesn't work. It's right. just that simple. Yeah. So I'm not apologizing. Cool. And I'm not apologizing for whatever diseases Dylan brought into the fucking podcast. <laughs> Somebody get this guy a new pair of underwear uh, or something. He's itching. I need bigger shorts. De louse him. De louse him. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week. Please, Long Island, buy the tickets. Even if you don't show up. And Colleen needs the money for the lighting here at Action Park Studios. <laughs> 